everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I am joined by Pastor DJ Laura, Dana Mashevsky, and Amy Okason. Where's hey. the clapper ah. clap machine? <laughs> Starting off well. <laughs> when I have to do two things at once, I can't. Can I do the sound effects today? If you throw it to me. In war. Okay, good. That was almost it for the sound Woo-hoo. effect. <laughs> What sound effect is that? It's supposed to be a shotgun, but yep. uh, could have been this. Yeah. He's got his toy back. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun. That's that's the Stone Cold Stunner right that there. That is, yep. yep. Waiting for Stone Cold to come through the door. Where is he? <laughs> Can I get a heck yeah? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Did you hear about this, Amy? No, about the wrestlers? No, well, no. Uh, uh, one of our... our um, uh, favorite listeners to that podcast, mm-hmm. uh, DW. Ah. Um, is that what we were calling him? I don't remember if we were or not. I don't. It oh. changes. Yeah, things change. <laughs> we evolve. So, so it's Ash Wednesday, right? And he, um, he said to me today, he goes, we got to get rid of that mayonnaise. I said, what do you oh, mean? Yeah. It should say Heckman's, not that H-E double <laughs> hockey stick men's. <laughs> yep, we've got the wrong mayonnaise. Got the wrong oh, mayonnaise. Wrong kind. <laughs> In some places, that's like a cardinal sin. Oh, I know, I know. Yep. Yep. Got to use Dukes, I heard, down there. (laughs) Never heard of it in my life. (laughs) DJ lived there. Oh, yeah. You should know. They're serious about their mayonnaise, man. They are. Yeah. And barbecue. (laughs) And, and, yes. Yes. And vinegar barbecue. Yeah, they eat yes. the they eat the coleslaw that does not have mayonnaise in it. Yeah. So it's yeah. but they don't want you calling a sloppy Joe a barbecue. Yeah, they don't know no, what they're talking about. That's loose meat. Yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll have some disappointed faces if you invite them over for barbecue and you serve them up a sloppy Joe. Is DJ knows this? from experience. <laughs> Always tied oh. to my son's baptism. Oh, I love it. Sloppy that, Joes. That is good times. <laughs> What exactly kind of uh, remarks did you get about the Sloppy Joes when you told them barbecue? Well, so I invited them. To, uh, I invited his godparents over, and and they are born and bred, still there, North Carolinians. And uh, and I said, hey, we're we're um, gonna have barbecue to celebrate Dylan's Dylan's um, baptism. Can you guys come over? Oh yeah, that sounds great. We'll be right on over. <laughs> what time? What time? Ooh, NASCAR's on it too. We'll be there before that. So. They came over and and I could just tell tell uh, Dylan's uh, um, Godfather. The Godfather was just, I mean, he was ready for pulled pork, barbecue, ribs, something like that. And the look of just, <laughs> it was like learning. Sheer disappointment. It was like discovering that his puppy died. Uh, just the look <laughs> on his face of just, but not not saying anything. When I said, "Here you go," he goes, "Oh." That, that's not barbecue. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is Midwestern barbecue. Oh, <laughs> around here, y'all, we we call y'all this here this here is Sloppy Joe's. They're starting to race early. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good sport. He ate it, but at that point, I just I, I, you ever look at someone and they don't have to say anything. You can just tell you've 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 broken their heart. Yeah, yeah or that was or, one. Of or those. they're like they're going to be talking about me after right? they leave here. <laughs> 
We tell this story uh, on the podcast. They tell it. Yeah, to everyone <laughs> they meet. Everyone. Yeah, every I time they go to a baptism. Yeah. Every time, every time they, they have barbie. Every time they get a new pastor. <laughs> In that northern pastor. He In, didn't know what barbie that, Oh, exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Yankee. No, no, no. I was... I was um, when when I was down there, I ended up in, in the local nursing home. They ended up um, freeing me of any Yankeeism because okay. when they found out I was from North Dakota, they're like, "Oh, you're not a Yankee." Oh yeah, you're not really anything. You're not really anything. <laughs> you said it. You're out in the frontier somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you're from the Wild West. <laughs> uh, days of thunder. Now yeah. we've quote, we've heart, quoted a good a yeah, good plethora of movies. You've never seen Days of Thunder, have nope. you? Nope. A lot wow. of times we're showing our age, just Have you ever seen? Here. Have you ever seen Top Gun? Yes. It's Top Gun, but in cars. Yeah. Okay. He, he's from California. Oh wait, he's a Yankee. Ah, oh, he's from California, so he's not really anything. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> oh my my. Ah, uh, so we have Amy here with us, and we just had a fairly large-scale operation happen over at Shields Arena. We sure did. We packed 2.1 million meals. 2.1. Yeah, it's you were you were talking earlier, uh, uh, I'd like you to say it again, you were talking about uh, th- this whole operation has been going on for nine years, ten years, and you, you talked about how this is a smooth operation now. Yeah, yeah well, uh, feed, well, and, and this is Feed My Starving Children, just in case someone was wondering, what oh, are they sure. talking about? 2.1 million meals? What have they been doing? What are yeah. they doing? Yes, we ha- Making 2.1 million <laughs> sloppy joes slash barbecues. Should have said Yeah. <laughs> Inside inside <laughs> baseball here. Yes, Feed My Starving Children, Fargo Mobile Pack, Executive Director Amy Okison. How was that? Wow, that was better. That was good. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What did oh, you wait, say? Oh, wait. I said Fargo, Fargo yeah. Mobile Pack. We might have to start the whole thing over. Just, All of it trash. Re- <laughs> Throw it out. It is a bunch of a mouthful there. It's Feed My Starving Children, Fargo Pack. Yes. And my name's Amy Okson, and I'm fortunate to be the executive director for our local event. Yes. See, Ryan, <laughs> so Ryan, Ryan that is how you turn a dumpster fire into a bed of roses. Right there. That is what Amy's best at. That's right. I don't know what that says about me. Oh, but, you know, we have fun when we do this. We help kids around the world, and we help local kids learn the importance of serving others, all while doing it in the chaos of... Two million meals in a hockey arena, 700 high schoolers all at the same time. But yet, I was saying it ran phenomenally well. Probably in the night, this was our ninth year of holding the Fargo Pack. It started out as a one day event in the gym right here at Atonement, and it has grown to four and a half days at the Shields Arena and even bigger things next year for the 10th anniversary, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But this year, for the ninth anniversary, it ran smoother than it's ever ran. Our um, team chemistry was great between not only our local volunteer team, which is the Fargo Pack team, totally made up of many individuals from our community working together, 
but also the Feed My Starving Children team, which comes in from all across the country. And many of our team that helped us run it this year were from Texas. And talk about coming to Texas in February when it's 30 below, mm-hmm. because that week, the beginning of February. But they were great sports. They were prepared for it, and it just ran wonderfully. Our supervisor, Lauren, was outstanding, and we just couldn't um, say greater things. And it was all because of prayer. We believe it's because we pray. We always pray throughout this whole thing, but this year we made a really, really, really considered effort to pray um, in the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, throughout the day, and I just believe it made all the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing real quick, you had a team, your team was from Texas? They sure were. Yeah. So you can pretty much set your weather calendar to ungodly cold when yes. the Fargo pack happens, We don't know right? what to do if it's not below zero. We can't pack <laughs> Is it also like just know that we do this in a hockey arena too. So yeah. like it's cold outside and it's cold inside. It's only about <laughs> sixty five degrees inside, and we're we're standing. They just on put ice. a floor over yeah. the top of the ice, yeah. so it's still. Has it ever been a decent temperature for FMSC? Not nah, maybe one year. Hmm. I think that shows that we're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, because the devil does not hurt with fire; it's yeah. with cold. Sure, um, <laughs> he's freezing us out with the. <laughs> Yes. You know, I would love to see this because we have so many kids that come, right? And you work really hard with the local schools to to have them send groups. Um, I've read study after study that says when you serve others, you're healthier and you're happier. Like it has a physical effect on your health. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you the next couple weeks of school, there's a lot less kids that are homesick and there's a lot little less kids... um, 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 complaining of anxiety. Right. Well, what it does for you, phys- uh, if you go read, um, just Google it. You just have to Google what volunteerism does for students of all ages and what it does physiologically, what it does neurologically, what it does for them long-term in building um, skills that they would want in the workplace, what you want as employers. But mm-hmm. it, it raises um, the endorphins, the good kind of endorphins that mm-hmm. that we you know there's so much in the news right now talk about getting that from from screens and things like that um but that's turned off so fast yeah Mm -hmm. and that's why we you know there's all kinds of studies talking about the rise and and anxiety and worry and things like that well when you're putting yourself aside which is what we're trying to teach them and and coming and serving someone else for two hours and you're busy working and then you're learning that I can help someone. And you're learning that there is people around the world where there's no safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing to, if, if they don't get food from someone helping in this way, from uh, those of us that are more fortunate, able to help provide this food, um, there is there is no other alternative. They, they simply starve to death. Mm-hmm. Or they're so malnourished that they don't grow properly. You know, three-year-olds that weigh 10 pounds, Right. And not only that, but also if maybe and we we know we fully know that even in our own community here in this region, there are kids that have life really hard at home, mm-hmm. and it helps them just in that two hours to maybe put some of that aside, and it either gives them hope. The study show that gives them hope that things can change, mm-hmm. but physiologically, neurologically, what it does in that two hours of serving, it brings them up out of that 
and maybe able to have some real conversations in a different way instead of just being stuck in that despair and no hope. You know, we say we turn hunger into hope until all are fed. Well, that's a two-part mission. It's giving hope to these kids who come serve and all of the volunteers who come serve. But, you know, over half of our volunteers, over half of those 10,000 volunteers this past year were students of all ages from elementary through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and and But it just makes such... A huge difference. It's a huge, huge part of our mission. Not only is it to provide this food for those that are truly starving around the world, truly our neighbor, whether they're right next to you or whether they're halfway on the other side of the globe, um, but it's also feeding those spirits of all of those local volunteers. So cool. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, um, just like in a couple uh, pithy, brilliant sentences, because I know you've <laughs> d- said that you've done this like a thousand times. How did this start? in the Fargo-Moorhead area? How did, how, how did Feed My Starving Children start at Atonement? And how has it expanded in, the, in, the, in nine years? Nine years, you bet. Well, in two sentences, wow. Well, make, brilliant, you're brilliant. making me work on my <laughs> elevator speech. We'll, we'll give you, we'll give you uh, two, but you can have a semicolon included. There okay. you go. Or a John Steinbeck so sentence to say and speech. over and over again. <laughs> Well, we began here with the help of Ron Stensgard. It was his dream. He saw the food being used in the Philippines, and he came back, learned it was from a Come Feed My Starving Children, which is based in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. I'm way past my two, my, my quota. That, that was only three. Okay. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> and uh, he learned that it was Commas being, and semicolons. Uh, Feed My Starving Children was based in Coon Rapids. And he's like, hey, they do this thing called where they come out. It's called a mobile pack. And they come, you can pack right here. We're gonna." He just walked into the church one day, told the pastors, we're going to do this. And so we figured it out for and did one day in the gym at Atonement and packed about 200,000 meals, raised the meals, raised the funds locally. At that time, I think it was about 22 cents a meal. And, and we there, I was, I was a two hour packing volunteer at that time, was not on the leadership team in any way, shape or form. I was working part time at the church and, and saw it and just really was excited about it. Um, but I know that they, there was growing pains in that first year. Mm-hmm. So the second year we expanded to so two real, days. So real quick, yeah. in, in, on the, in one day, you packed here at Atonement 200,000 meals? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, over four shifts. Well, we don't mess around. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Packing Pack machines. Cool. And then over those next three years, so the first four years were held in the gym at Atonement, and it grew from 200,000 to 500,000. And that was just between a Friday and a Saturday. Okay. And we knew we kept growing in that way. There was just community by way. Other churches came in, particularly First Lutheran and Salem Evangelical Free and Triumph Lutheran have always been really key partners from the very beginning. And Bell Bank came on as a major mm-hmm. partner at that time and would bring their staff. And then we started bringing and we saw this interest from schools. They started coming, wanting to bring their key club or their National Honor Society or the basketball team. And Park Christian School would come as the entire school. Mm-hmm. And so we saw, and then we had other schools starting to ask about wanting to come and bring whole classes or whole schools. So we're at the fifth anniversary. There was this dream to do something bigger. And we thought, okay, a million meals at Shields Arena. Let's find a neutral place. We looked around at spots and, and came to an agreement to do it at Shields Arena. And we were going to do a million meals, which was silly. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. you mean that, that a million meals was going to yeah. be silly. Yeah. We thought yeah. that was insane. And you're I doing did how I much at that at that time, prior to that, we had done 500,000 okay. at the gym and we're like, how are, and, and it was a struggle <clears throat> in some respects to fully fund it. So right? it was a million in 2019. 
Yes. Okay. Because I rem- that was but my that first was, experience well, of that's you That's what as it well. was supposed to be. Nope. So you came in 2020 for the for the sixth anniversary, and we did two million. No, I didn't. Uh-huh. He, he no, was 2019. Yep. He was here 2019. <clears throat> so I must, oh, you were here for the first one at the Dome when it was wild. Yes. And at, I remember. At Shields. At Shields. I, I just want to say. I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, I'm going to jump ahead and, and say I got to, I've gotten to watch you in action and see how you've. <laughs> You've mastered your craft, and I will tell you, uh, you were scary in 2019. Uh, for someone who was just getting to know you, like, I yep. don't want to anger you. Just tell me what you want me to do, yeah. and I will go do it. Because yeah. you were all, oh, you were like a hummingbird around Shields Arena in 2019. Oh, it was wow, very impressive. Funny. It yep. was very impressive. I remember you being all this about, what can I do? And that's funny to hear that now of yeah. why you were saying, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> you were afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I wanted to serve, but yeah, there was a little bit of fear. Uh, not that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so yes, 15, myself. 15, 16, 17, and 18 were here. That's right. And then 19, 19 2019 Shields. was at Shields Arena. And that grew from, it was going to be 1 million meals. Well, over the course of several months, we, we knew we had the volunteers um, to pack 2 million meals. I went on a mission trip. Katie Stensgard and I went on a mission trip with Andy Carr and several other um, FMSC people that summer, and we asked them, we have the volunteers. We don't necessarily have the funds, and so that's how it became 2 million meals, and he said, sure, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll figure out national funds. And so, and then that October grew to 2.5 million meals when they had another pack have to cancel due to weather, and they came up with a creative setup of an H. And so we grew from 1 million, going from 500,000 in year four to 2.5 million meals, and we did that in like 2.5 days. In 2019, this is a longer story than we have time mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. Um, that God worked in miraculous. <laughs> the devil tried really hard with... Talk about weather. We were earlier, we were talking about we don't know how to pack unless it's below zero. It was a polar, it was 50 below zero and we had to cancel a day and, and, and still we that, reached that's that goal. Part, that's part of the reason why you were sl- yes. like. Looked how I looked. Yes. <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> what we were pop. doing. First time in that, in that space, that many in that short amount of time. And, and we had canceled shifts and, and we didn't know what we were doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but God knew, God knew. He's like. Never mind. I, I will equip you. You don't have, you know, just like with anything, mm-hmm. um, he 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 calls you. He doesn't call the equip. He he equips you when he calls you. Right. And so that's what's happened. And so then it has. And so then the following year, um, we packed two million. And then the following year after that was COVID. And in that in year, 20, we did we did a telethon. We uh-huh. did a telethon in twenty twenty one. And yep. they were packing in. On site in in the Twin Cities, they were right? Machine, machine packing, machine packing, yep. and, and that, so we were helping is, with the with the. We helped to raise funds, grocery bill, yep, mm-hmm. to pay the pay to pay for some of these machine packed meals so food can keep coming out. Because just because COVID happened doesn't mean that People, hunger stops. Exactly right, and exactly that the right. need for the partners just stops. So we were able to do that this year. We did a twelve hour telethon that year, and then in so that was 2021, 2022, last so like last year, a little more than a year ago, mm-hmm. um, we were able to resume, but there was still following some some rules uh, related around COVID. So we uh, we packed about 1.3 million, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like you know, being d- not as many people and more spread out and things like that, but we were just overjoyed to be backpacking. Yeah. And then this year we were able to resume back to 2 million and, and exceeded that. And so this year when we talk about running so smooth, we were packing at a full pace. We were so excited, full volunteer shifts of like 760 people. People came out, just so much wanted to be able to come back and do this and serve mm-hmm. others. And, you know, the church, so many churches, there's like 32 churches and um, 
like 44 businesses and 32, 31 schools, um, plus like 10 sports teams and like 15 civic organizations. And that's just the large groups. That's not right. counting all of the families and <coughs> individuals who all signed up, you know, not underneath a particular group name. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were moms and pops that I recognized in town that yeah. brought in their, their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the big businesses coming in and then you had the churches and, and uh, you know, some of the big churches had several different groups coming in. I mean, it mm-hmm. was, that's right. it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. And I, I will say that this time around, the Holy Spirit was really present. I don't know if it was because we were just glad to be back to operating, but I think one of the things is that we were more, um, we were more purposeful about prayer. Very much. And, and, and faith. And so, and also, um, I think, uh, like I said, you've mastered your craft that in your role, there was just kind of real the sense that, look, God, you've done this every time. Yeah. So I trust you're going to do it again this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think after two years of COVID-related things, and, and we realized everybody, you know, the whole world, everyone, us included, we're, just, we're scrambling through that. Mm-hmm. We had to depend on him. We were praying through it. But, but we realized after 2022 that we were not putting a big enough focus on prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference, the shift between 2022 and 2023 was significant yes, like you, know, you talk about the present of the whole presence of the holy spirit it it was there I, I heard this from other pastors um pastors overjoyed about what it does for their congregation when they're able to come out fully and you know making sure that we were praying at the end of every shift as a whole group again for the first time in a couple of years because we weren't worried about covid and all of these things um staying together in a large group and it makes such a huge difference it really is our first pillar and some people don't you know we talk about the organization and how and it's a well-oiled machine it is a team um Mm -hmm. we have over 20 people on our fargo pack team and and there's several pillars that make it work a lot of people don't understand how this really runs yes fmsc works alongside us and they bring staff that come help it run logistically um when it happens when the actual event happens but leading up to it everything uh, the these teams are prayer, leadership, fundraising, promotions, logistics, um, and hospitality. Did I forget yeah. one? I feel like I forgot one. But I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I'm, I apologize to whichever team I have forgotten about off the top of my head. But that there's so much going on. You know, right. we have to help pay this gro- or not help. We do. We need to pay this grocery bill, and and you know, twenty five cents a meal. And next year, now this fiscal year, which starts in the beginning of March, the meal price is going up to twenty nine cents because everybody knows cost oh. of everything everywhere yeah. Yeah. has mm-hmm. gone up, and cost of shipping. Just think about freight and logistics and truck and and all of that um mm-hmm. so 29 cents a meal so for this pretty exciting event that we have coming up for 2024 <laughs> for the 10th anniversary well, well, f- first of all to get us up yeah. to speed that was perfect two sentences yes. yeah yeah that, that was, yeah, that was huge run on t- two run-on <laughs> sentences and, and i interrupted twice and before we go into this next part because i want to yeah. ask you about what's coming i just want to share a neat story at least it was neat to me, and it got me thinking about you, Ryan. Uh-oh. So working with the FMSC staff this time, it just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, at least from, from my experience, my perspective, they were such a close-knit group and yeah, worked nice. really well with, um, with our folks. And one night after everything was done, 
we took them outside Ooh, and it was 20 below and we we showed them magic tricks we we did uh um science experiments nice. we embraced magic. the 30 below dana dana went and got uh, uh bubble makers yeah Frozen bubbles. Bubble and wands. We you know. Bubble wands, and we had frozen bubbles outside. But it got me thinking we need to get some eggs and flash freeze yeah. these eggs. <laughs> that was so <laughs> gross. Was but the, like the, the, the ones. The frozen pants standing yeah. up, the whole yeah. thing. Well, the ones from Texas loved it. Yeah. The two from, there were two from Arizona, right? Yep. And then a couple from Chicago, I think. It's yeah, a couple the two from, from Arizona were like losing their minds that like <laughs> it was literally like frozen glass. Like that's what it looked like. And it was just like, yes. Yeah. You get a hundred degree weather, we get, get this. this. And it floats <laughs> down to the ground and it doesn't pop, it starts to roll. Yep. That's <laughs> good. Because it's frozen. That's I'm great. I'm so sorry I missed it because I was inside and I didn't get back out and around back there fast enough. Um, well, when you guys were doing this. Yeah, uh, uh, the cat's away. The mice will, will yeah. goof off mm -hmm. and not do their job. Well, put it on your calendar because next year it'll be just as cold. So. <laughs> There'll be plenty of days for it to be cold enough for us. That's and right. Speaking of where we're going, where are we headed for 2024? So for 2024, 10th anniversary, we decided we needed to do something big. So we thought 10 days sounded pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, with 10 days, we thought, hmm. We at first, anyway, came around to being, <laughs> there's a story with everything, as with everything, yes. that involves the right reverend Paul Cross. Uh -huh. anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but we are going to pack 10 million meals at the Fargo Dome Jeepers. over 10 days in 2020, and we're going to do it in January this time. So... That does deserve a round of applause. Or should be like this. <laughs> well, it, that one. That, that one's too, me. That, that would depend. Too. That would depend on if the Broncos are playing a playoff game at that time. Ah, oh, oh my, Ryan. What are the Ryan, odds of that I think happening, you Ryan? better pray pretty hard, man. Keep praying. So ten million. First Juliet, now Amy. <laughs> ten million. You heard a little bit in there, the Fargo right? Dome. So you mentioned you mentioned um, the Reverend Paul Cross, yes. and I just want to share again my experience with Feed My Starving Children because coming up here through the polar vortex in 2019, I thought I really did think Why to myself- Why do we call pastors in the winter and then bring them from the South and been like, all right, here it, you go. I, I really think we it's like- We did that a, to him too. Yeah, yeah. we did. Paul, well, he because, came from Texas to here in the winter. If they can make it then, they can make it anytime. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. It's a vision oh, it's, it's a vision just like quest. an endurance test. Oh man, I hit Iowa and I'm like, this thing is chasing me and I don't think I'm going to make it and I'm in a U-Haul. really did come in a blizzard. But when I got up here, I, I remember thinking, what have I got? My, what am I agreeing to? Like, like, Lord, I trust this is what you want me to do, but really, is this what you want? But why? So, but like, so I get to see feed my starving children and it's just like all these people from different churches and different backgrounds coming together and loving their neighbor. And I'm like, this is what, this is, this is what it's all about. Right. So <clears throat> I think it was the third or four, it may have been the, the third night. Um, I'm, I'm up on the rafters with with Pastor Cross, and he's talking to me about these different things, and he said, told me how we got to this point, we were talking about you. Yeah. And uh, he was singing your praises, and then he does this thing with his hands where he'll put them together like Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, <God>. And he <laughs> said to me, wait until you find out what I have planned for the 10-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, he's been <laughs> sitting he, on that for... But but he said it to me, he goes, we did, we did what was it, 1 million that first uh, year, 2019? 2.5 we did because we did, he, we did god yeah. told him it was supposed to be 2.5 2.5 million and and looking at amy i thought 
Amy was going to have a heart attack. 10 year anniversary. 10. Million. <laughs> I didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> and I he said to me, I... and he said to me, Oh, I have schemes. I have schemes. <laughs> he does. He's such a schemer. <laughs> and he's, and, and fo- some of the folks on our, our fundraising team for this 2024 event, because 10 million meals will come with a price tag just for the meals of 2.9 million. And then the Fargo dome and the advertising, when you're talking something of this caliber, there's expenses, right? Mm-hmm. You have to advertise it. And so our overall <coughs> operating budget, including the cost of the meals and everything, the dome and the everything is $3.3 million. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about an event of this size, you create a larger fundraising team. And part of that team is um, the retired pastor, Corey Beertness, who is friends with the retired pastor, Paul Cross, <laughs> and, yeah. we, and Ron Stensgaard, who is still very much involved, uh, founder of this, um, recruited them because he's like, hey, I know these two retired pastors. <laughs> and Corey jokes that he's like, anytime Paul Cross says the Holy Spirit talk to him, I need to start running the other way. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to just, we all need to, but I have learned over all that time, you know, over five years that I'm like, I don't fight it anymore. I shake my head at him. I'm like, I don't know. But yeah. you know, some, that just dawned, something dawned on me because um, in 2019, we came up with 1 million. 1 million sounds reasonable, right? He didn't start out telling me two and a half million meals was mm-hmm. what God had told him. And uh, So now you're worried that you might be doing 25 million? No, no. But this is the funny. No, I knew, I knew even before it because a year prior – there's so much more to this story. We can yeah. talk about this for hours and hours. We but can do another podcast later. <laughs> you can tell that story. We were going to do a mil- for the 10th anniversary. We thought it was like, long story short, COVID, we didn't think FMSC was prepared. Um, and talking about the importance of how well this team, what oil and how well and prayed up and the importance of this FMSC team being together. Remember during COVID FMSC had to lay off their entire mobile pack team. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. they started from scratch with the exception of like five or six people. Mm-hmm. And so rebuilding that culture <clears throat> and how we realized after 22, 2022, how we could help them with that and how much prayer and God and the focus on that and the focus on, on the people and the volunteer experience and the overall, you know, feeding God's children hungry in body and spirit, how we could help rekindle that. Mm-hmm. And we made a, a really, really deliberate plan for how to help with that over the la- over the last entire 12 months 12 to 13 months mm-hmm. and that's what's brought us here and I, I believe what opened this door for them to be willing to do this 10 million because we knew that a year ago so at the end of 20 at, at the end of the eighth anniversary pack eighth annual pack we this 10 million came up and we they said no no way we can't handle this we, we cannot handle this right because they were barely nobody we weren't really fully out of covid yet and so we came up with a plan were we the first pack they did out of covid um we were we were the first large i should say we were probably about the third pack they we were the last pack they did before they shut down mm-hmm. and we were the first large pack they okay. did once um, they, once they resumed we were probably only about packs. the fifth or sixth pack overall okay um, since it resumed and, uh, we were going to raise a million dollars and that just dawned on my mind on year five, it was going to be a million on year 10. It was going to be a million dollars, not a million meals. Mm-hmm. And then back up this 10 million came and it, and it, and it came to be. So God opened doors and we all unbeknownst to each other on the team. We were all praying for 
God to, uh, you know, open the doors. And if we shut a door, it was a sign and we would need to reevaluate. Well, as of yet, no door has shut. Mm-hmm. And so we are planning for January 5th through the 15th at the Fargo Dome, uh, 10 million meals. It's going to take 50,000 volunteers. It's basically going to be like four mobile packs all in one in four quadrants and about 22, 2300 people per shift. Um, so, you know, people ask, how can you help? You can pray. You can tell everyone you know about it. You can invite everyone. You can invite your your school, your friends, your family, your coworkers, get your whole business to come, pack multiple times. Um, and hey, if you want to help in an even bigger way, we need more folks on our leadership team. So we'd love to have you join us. That is phenomenally awesome. <laughs> I'm going to use two <laughs> words that don't... And, and the reason I, I say it like that is because... Because it's God. Because it's God, God awesome. but... It, it's it's by far it would be by far the largest mobile pack, correct? It is the like largest ever. mobile pack they've ever done. They've, they've ever done the largest they've ever done is five million. Yeah. But but I would also say I'd I'd imagine that's probably one of the largest volunteer events in at least North Dakota, if not the rest of other parts of the United States. I, mean, I suspect it. Well, in North Dakota, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's hard to know. I we'd have it's to a go quarter do of math the population much, of the Fargo Moorhead area. Right. Yeah, right. How many people helped with? Flood fights and things like that. You know, you got a fifth. When you're in, um, a fifth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan probably knows that. How <laughs> many people? But uh, it, so it's hard to gauge is it the biggest single volunteer thing? We talk about breaking records and things. The things we know to be fact are that it is the largest event that Feed My Starving Children will have ever had. And it is a very, very significant, large, all amount of people all together for a single goal in a, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is national, you know, this is national newsworthy. And uh, so not only will it make a difference for those around the world who need this food, mm-hmm. um, it will make a phenomenal difference in our community. Yeah. Uh, for the Christian community, for just the community to hold, to see others serving in a time when, when there's a lot of despair, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we talk about the anxiety when there, when there's a lack of hope, even right in our own community, in our own country, to see others helping, mm-hmm. other, you know, serving one another, and and, and in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, just loving others because you can. Um, what that will do for someone to to create hope and to create change is really earth shattering in some ways. Yeah. And then what it will do for FMSC nationally and globally, the awareness, the national awareness, this will create for them what the change that it has potential to have for them to grow even more because they're partners that they work with. They work in over 90 countries around the world. Um, with non-governmental organizations, mission partners, every year they get requests for like 100 million more meals than they're able to provide. Mm-hmm. And and just so you know, 10 million meals, I know this sounds crazy because these numbers are huge, really is like a drop in the bucket because they provide, like this past year, like 465 million meals right. for the over the course of the entire year. Right. And they've had requests from their partners for like 550 million for next year. And so... It's making an impact. Correct. The impact and the and the national awareness that this will create to allow them to do even more and encourage other people to do packs of all kinds of various sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, even the Fargo pack has brought up like other packs in Red River Valley, like other towns do them now because they. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mayville and Perham and Detroit Lakes and 
uh, Watford City, and yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing too that the number that the ten million is impressive, and the three point three million is three point three million dollars is huge, but that'll feed twenty seven thousand kids for a year. Yeah. Right, that's more kids than our that are in our local in the in the in the, the metro districts in yeah. all of the school districts. That's more. So you think it's going to save their life because right now between 6,200 and 10,000 kids die every day from hunger related causes after everything that's gone on in the last several years, they suspect that that number is as many as high as 10,000 a day. Yeah. And, um, to know that we're saving as many children as there are in our school systems in the, in, in Moorhead, West Fargo, Fargo. Yeah. Um, when you stop and you think about it like that, it's kind of sobering. Yeah. 27,000 mm-hmm. for a year. Yeah. So, well, Amy, thanks for coming on. I, th- I think, uh, I think we're close on time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thanks okay. for having me. Yeah, it was, it was good. And we'll visit again. Obviously that we've got, there's yeah. more to talk about. Yeah. Learn more at the website. Fargopack.org. <laughs> yeah. Give out all the information. Fargopack.org. Anywhere else? Social media, I imagine. Yeah, there is. So, so um, besides the website, Fargopack.org, thanks to the famous Dana. <laughs> famous. <laughs> I'm famous. Uh, she's famous. We're giving her names. Um, she's in famous, which is more <laughs> than famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do have social media. We have Facebook and Instagram, um, Feed My Starving Children Fargo. Just search for that on both of those and keep up to date with what's happening. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to pray. Okay. I want to pray. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, I thank you for for Feed My Starving Children. As Amy was talking, Lord, it got me thinking about how um, Jesus has compassion on on those who are suffering, that he can do something about it. And that word compassion literally means in the Greek to be moved in the guts. Um, and and what can move a person more and, and affect their guts more than, than feeding them um, when they're hungry. And so, Lord, um, thank you for the opportunity for us to be a part of this. And um, I pray, Lord, that we would see you moving in amazing ways uh, in this next year, um, give us eyes to, to look and see what you are doing. You're the one who is, who's um, put this word out for us to be a part of in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And, and uh, anyone hearing this, um, there are ways for you to get connected with this too by supporting Feed My Starving Children. The internet's an amazing thing and a way to get, get connected. But uh, Lord, I just ask that you would, you would bless this and that uh, we would see you working in miraculous ways in the days, weeks, and months to come. Uh, as we move toward the goal of of, um, of the Mobile Pack 2024, 10 million. Um, praise you, Lord Jesus. Um, let us see your wonders. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, if you are looking for a place to worship online this weekend, of course, you could be here on site as well. 4601 South University Drive, Fargo, North Dakota. But if you're looking for a place to worship online on Sunday, every Sunday live from Atonement Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, we have services at 9 a.m. That's a tradition service and a 1030 a.m modern service you can find that at atonement.live atonementfargo.org or on the youtubes by searching atonement fargo and you can also go to all of atonements you've got hear me out uh, you've got facebook Mm -hmm. just tell me when i'm wrong you've got facebook you've got the tiktoks 
You've got the Twitters. No Twitter? Mm, I don't think so. No don't Twitter, so. okay. You were the Twitter handle, and, and uh, you're, you're off to other other places. All right. Unless, unless we can include your Twitter handle. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Facebook and TikTok. Where else? on, on Instagram. And Instagram, the Instagram. All right. You can follow, you can follow atonement at all of those places. And you should, if you're not, because you can keep up on all of this and uh, get closer, get closer to us and hopefully get closer to Jesus, because that's what we want you to do. So for Pastor DJ Laura, Dana Mashevsky and Amy Okuson, Executive Director. Of the Fargo Pack. Amy Okuson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ryan Jenke. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another riveting episode of that podcast.